Welcome to another exciting weekend message from Encounter Church. For more information, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Remember your very first vehicle. Anyone? Yeah. All right, because for me, my, uh, my first car was like, it was like my child. Um, I got it when I was 16. I actually got it before my license, so I had that anticipation of like, man, I can't wait to get my license because I get to drive this awesome car. Um, but I do have a picture of, of Swaggy up here, if you could stick that up there. Yes, his name, his name was Swaggy. And uh, a lot of times guys tend to name their cars like a, a female name because I don't know why it is that way. But for me, it was like Swaggy was like my bro. So I was like, he has to be a dude. So Swaggy and I, we did everything together. Um, we went back and forth four hours at a time to college. I went to go visit Mary whenever she wasn't my wife yet all the time with Swaggy. Um, probably did a lot of things I shouldn't have done with Swaggy. <laughs> um, but there was this one particular moment that I would just like to share with you. It was a very special moment of bonding with me and, and, and the Swags. Um, but... It was probably when I was around 16. I'd like to say that as compared to like 18, because 18, it's like, wow, you were really dumb. But 16, it's like you weren't as dumb because you're allowed to be dumb at 16. (laughs) But um, I was driving down this road with my friend Jake. Um, It's a little teeny road called Bryant Road. And for some reason, there's allowed to be two cars that go at a time. It should be one because it's so narrow. But um, so we're driving down this road on on the way home from like a football practice and we decided to be very true to our 16-year-old selves and do something really stupid. So there's this, there's this little bump back there that's probably like, I'd say about this, this high. So like you're just driving on the road, gets up to about here, just, just really quick. It's like, it's like a mini mountain. And, and it's kind of notorious for a lot of situations that people have, have happened like driving over this thing. Um, and I knew that. Jake knew that. So we were like, you know what? I think today we need to do something with this bump, and we need to, like, fly over this thing. So, of course, we thought it was a great idea to just go, like, as fast as possible over this thing to see if we can catch some air, right? <laughs> so it's us and Swaggy here, and uh, Swaggy was new to me at that time, so it was, it was, he was probably pretty mad at me for doing this. But So we're driving down the road at, like, maybe like 30 miles an hour. He's like, go faster, so we're, like, at 40 miles an hour. We get there, and then we go over it, and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Let's do it again. <laughs> so we like turn around in this parking lot all the way back, and then we start going again. We're, this time, 40 miles an hour, like 50. I think we got up to about 60. Uh, it might be an exaggeration, but we're just going to go with that because it makes the story better. But we're about like 60 miles an hour going over this bump thing. And I literally, I, I promise you, we're going over it, and for like a split second, I know we got air because it was the weirdest feeling in the world. And I was like, oh, sweet Moses, this is not good. <laughs> but it was really fun, so <laughs> it counts. Um, so we're, we're up in the air for like what seemed to be like five seconds, but obviously it was like probably a millisecond. And then as soon as we hit the ground, boom, I was just like, that, that probably wasn't good. <laughs> and I look over at him and he looks at me and he's just like, that, that was, that was fun. And, but at the same time, I'm like scared out of my mind. Cause I feel like my car is broken. And then my oil light turns on and I was like, Hmm, my oil light just turned on. And I knew nothing about cars, so I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. So we drive all the way back to his house with no oil in my car. <laughs> Somehow Swaggy managed to live through that, um, but I don't know, Swaggy was a trooper. But So that's just, that's probably my favorite story with him, is just being a dumb young man. <laughs> but um, so 
Swaggy and I, just to share that story, we just had like a really good bond. Um, and I did everything with him. I even would uh, stick a lawnmower out of the back of him for about two years because my primary business is, is cutting grass for people, but I didn't have a truck. I just had swags here. So I just lift up this mower, stick him in the trunk all the time. Um, so Swaggy was pretty much my livelihood. Uh, about, I'd say like three, four weeks ago maybe though, he died. Should have died probably back when I was 16 in that moment, but he did last a while and, and he actually died. So it was a pretty sad day for me, um, but in all seriousness, though, with all joking set aside, I was, I was actually kind of devastated because um, well, there's, there's the bond that was broken, of course, because it was my first car. But even more than that, like, I, didn't ha- I had no idea what the heck I was going to do because I did everything with this car. Like, I didn't have a way to work. Um, I just had no idea what I was going to do. So when that did happen, I was just pretty much completely, like, helpless, I think, is, is the word that I, I would use for that. Uh, so, I don't know about you guys though, but that was that was a very recent moment for me at least. But I felt like completely lost in that moment. But I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Maybe maybe you lost a job. Maybe um, you lost someone that you love. Um, maybe you just didn't know like what your next step in your life was. But that's just kind of what I wanted to talk about with you guys today. Is is moments like that where you are just completely lost. Um, but for me personally, I know that. In that moment, I felt like, like, what the heck, God, like, I really can't afford anything, like, at all, <laughs> more than what I'm, like, ready to pay, uh, and so it was just, it was just such a, such a weird moment, like, I felt like Jesus was just hanging out with God, like, hey, Yahtzee, gotcha, but I'm, like, watching the Steeler game or something, like, not even paying attention to what was happening in my life, but I don't know if you've ever felt that way, maybe not Yahtzee, but just that God was just... Not paying attention at all, but um, that is how I felt, honestly, if I can just be straight with you guys. But um, luckily, though, just um, as I was just thinking about this message and stuff, there, there's, a, there's a portion of the Bible that, that Jesus talks pretty blatantly about, about moments that happen in your life like this. And uh, that's in Matthew 10. Um, but just to give you a little bit of a preface to this uh, in Matthew 10, Jesus is talking with his disciples, his like close like brotherhood apostles that that he grew groomed and was like getting ready for the ministry and and for life just as as Christians, and he was talking to them, just kind of preparing them for basically the worst case scenarios. And what I love is about about Jesus. If you really read scripture a lot, you can see, especially in the Gospels, whenever it's like literally Jesus speaking, like the red letters in the Bible, uh, Jesus is just very blunt about a lot of things. And I love that because it's like, he's just so real. Like he's just like you and me. He's just a human who, uh, or he was a human. Obviously he was divine, but he just was very straightforward with people. And I think in this moment, since he was like with his core group of guys, if you read at the beginning of um, Matthew 10, he's just talking about how like there's just a ton of stuff that they need to be ready for, like um, just preparing them really for the worst case scenarios. And where we're going to read, it's a little bit after that, but um, just to give you the context there, he's sending out his disciples uh, just to get ready to just share the gospel to people around the entire world. And um, he's kind of sharing with some difficulties that they may face. Um, so if we get to Matthew, yeah, there it is. If we get to Matthew 10, um, 
I'm just going to read it with you guys if that's okay. So I'm just going to read off the screen. Um, but what we got here is Jesus is talking about all the things that are going to happen. But he says, um, so don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed and all that is secret will be made known to all. So what I tell you now in the darkness, shout, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul, but fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So what is the price of two sparrows? Like one copper coin, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. So a couple of things that I kind of got out of this passage. Um, I have three things because that's, that's what I've been told to do all the time. You just, it has to be three. <laughs> if you're preaching a message, there's three points. No more, no less. <laughs> so the first one that I wanted to point out to you guys is this, that Jesus, he assures us not to be afraid of the moments when things don't go as expected, but rather he tells us to fear the one or God who has the authority to determine your eternal destiny. Um, so to me, that's like such a freeing thought, knowing that um, whenever I'm dealing with things, when I'm going through struggles and stuff, I know that God is always right there with me. He's always there to fight with me and to fight for me. So whether it's dealing with people who are mistreating us, whether it's um, situations that take place in our life that are very difficult and trying on, on, on us, we can always rest assured that God is there with us. He, um, as the scripture says, he literally uh, determines heaven or hell for people. So it's like he has ultimate authority, but the good news is he is on our side. Um, so the, the, next, the next little portion here that I thought was really, really cool was um, the second part where it says, he's talking about the, the concept of the sparrow. And, and what I got was, if God has a heart for even a simple sparrow, how can we say that he doesn't care about those that he created in his own image? So if you think about that concept, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, this, the whole sparrow concept a lot. I know there's, there's a couple of hymns about it, but if you really like, think about it, um, it's so cool that God, he, he created the world, you know, but if he sees a sparrow, like a small little teeny adorable little bird fall in, in a field somewhere, like if he, sees, if he sees that and he actually cares, like genuinely cares about that, how much more do you guys think that he can care about you? Like, he, he created every single one of us in, in his image. So I think that in and of itself is, is such a huge testament to knowing that God, he cares. He wants our love. He wants our life. And he, he wants to be there with you and for you. And he wants to fight with you. So always, always remember that. Um, I believe that God, you know, we are his children. He says that in his word. So, you know, if, you're, if you are a father, or I know all of us at least have a father, or have had, had one in their life at some point. But you can, you can kind of picture that, that like your father would do anything to, to help you. Like if, if there's some bully that's going to come and try to beat you up, he's, he's going to be right there like, are you kidding me? You're going to beat up my child? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so if you think of it that way, like God is our father and he is there for us. So uh, and then the third point that I have for you guys is very simple. It's just don't be afraid. And I think that that's really important to remember all the time because, 
we have so many opportunities, I think, to be afraid because we live in a world that really isn't, it's not perfect. And there's a lot of things that may happen to us that, um, that don't really go the way we want. But whenever we are, you know, relying on him, whenever we just focus on him, you don't need to be afraid because you know that he already saw it coming. He saw it coming like years ago before you even existed. So you don't ever need to be afraid. He knows what's going to happen. So he, he just simply wants you to rely on him and realize that you don't have any reason to be afraid because he is with you. So um, at the rest of my little swaggy story here that I would like to share with you, um, I did feel helpless, honestly. Um, I, rem- <laughs> I remember... Like, I just I just wanted to kind of sit there on the side of the road and just kind of wallow, you know? Like, I don't know if you've ever had moments like that, but um, just being real, it was, it was difficult because I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is going to happen all the time. <laughs> I always do this whenever I'm talking about God because he's just so good to me. Um, but so I, I was very tempted just to listen to depressing music and just, like, sit around and be like, oh, Swaggy's dead. Um, so what I decided to do, though, is I told myself, like, you just need to, like, cut it out because you know who you serve. You know you know the God that is with you and for you. And I, I just decided instead of wallowing, <laughs> I, like, angrily was praying. <laughs> so... Um, just to let you know, whenever I do pray, it's not always perfect. It's not always like the way that, that like, it's not like the Lord's Prayer all the time. <laughs> when I pray, like, I, I know that God realizes my heart. Like, I can't really hide anything from Him. So I just, you know, with that, with that said, I just kind of go for it. So at that moment, I wasn't really happy. I was pretty mad and upset. So I was just like, <laughs> my, my very honest prayer was like, God, I am screwed. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so you better help me because I can't help myself. So that's honestly like, um, that, that was my prayer there. And, and I pushed, I kind of pushed past through my, uh, just my, my own natural instinct of, of wallowing. But, um, yeah, what I did was I just, I just prayed to him and, and even though I, I didn't want to, I just did. And I think that's very important. So, um, what what ended up happening was minutes after I prayed, um, I I talked with Pastor Jared and um, I don't know if you guys all know him, but uh, Pastor Scott, he is actually in Florida now, but he was with us for a long time and he's an amazing man of God. But I talked to both of them and just was like, hey guys, can you please just pray with me? So it kind of kept me accountable just kind of to continue to pray over the situation and to, to push through my natural and what happened was minutes minutes after that, I got a phone call um, from my in-laws, actually. Go in-laws, yeah. <laughs> um, but they were like, hey, we have a truck that we would like to give you. You just have to finish off the payments on it, and then you can have it. And I was just like, what you just saw a couple seconds ago where I almost lost it, that's pretty much what happened. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had no idea what to say. I was like speechless because, um, man, that was just... It there, there's some moments where you just know that God is is the reason behind what what is happening in your life, and it was it was just blatant. Like there was no way I could discount it. 
Um, there's no way I could ever look back on that and say that it was just something that, that was a coincidence, you know, it was just so, so awesome. And I love that, that I was a part of that. I love now that Swaggy died. I'm sorry that I said that, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, I was like, crap, is he looking at me? But so yeah, this picture here, like, this is what I had, like, what the heck? (laughs) That's what I did for like two years of my life. (laughs) And then this is what, what God blessed me with through um, fellow Christians who, who just heard the voice of God. So I was just so blessed to see that. It was like such an incredible moment. And so if you guys want to, you know, check out my ride anytime, you know, you can, <laughs> you can feel free. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, just again, like what the heck? That is what I, what I had, but this is what God blessed me with. And because, because I believe, because I just decided to push through. So um, just a closing here today, I just want to share a couple of, um, again, three things to um, just kind of apply this to our lives today, because like this is all good and, and fun, right? But I want to be able to give you guys an opportunity to, to partner with God like this, because it's, it's like an amazing life just to live a life that's supernatural. And so um, the first the first thing that I would like to encourage you with is when things take place in your life that that kind of blindside you, remind yourself of the promises of God. And whether you know a ton of scripture or, sorry, whether you know a ton of scripture or not, you can just, you know, open the Bible and, or Google it or something. But there are so many things littered throughout the Bible that, that God has promised us with. And a couple of things that I always remind myself of is in Romans, um, Romans chapter eight, it's an incredible book. So you can start there. <laughs> There's a ton of stuff in there, but um, the first one is, I always tell myself, all things work to, together for the good of those who love God. Um, and that's all of us here today. If you love God, then He wants everything to work for you. He wants to bless you for that. He wants to make everything work together. So whenever your car dies that you have an incredible weird bond with, it's okay because He had something. He was like, dude, you don't need to worry about this because I know what's going to happen. Like he, he knew before... I even owned Swaggy that, that this was going to happen. He knew that this is what I needed. Um, another thing I like to remind myself of is that I am a child of God because whenever I give myself to him, whenever um, I be, become, became a Christian, I I became like his. Like he is my father and he cares for me. And then, um, yeah, you just never need to fear because God promised that he will strengthen us. Um, the other thing that I would like to share is that uh, we can always partner with those who can encourage and strengthen us. So we have an incredible staff here. We have Pastor Jared, myself. We have a ton of people here who, who want to be with you and, and to do life with you. So um, we are just one big happy family. So if there's ever something you're dealing with, please come to either myself. Um, I'm just going to volunteer Jared because he's our pastor. <laughs> or anyone here. Like We are here for you and with you, and we can help you just focus on what you need to focus on. And then the last is just to push past your natural, push past your natural reactions and just pray, um, because God, that's all He, that's all He's waiting for. Like He has all these blessings that He has, He's ready to give us, and He wants to pour out on us. But we can't just sit there and like wait. We have to pray and seek Him and ask Him for it. Um, and He is ready. He is so ready to give you those blessings. So as long as we pray and seek Him. I believe that God will change your life in such an amazing way, whether it's a little thing or a very significant thing. Um, So the last thing that I would like to share with you is this question here. It's very simple. Is 
Boom. Why live a normal life when you can live a supernatural life? That is my question for you today. So just keep that in mind. Whenever you are like, how do I live a supernatural life? Very simple. Whenever things happen to you, whether good or bad, always pray, always seek him, and he is there for you, waiting to just shower his love and blessings on you. Thanks for listening to this message from Encounter Church. If you call Encounter Home or if you would like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterPGH.com and click on the Support Encounter tab on the left side. This is a quick and simple way to stay up to date with your regular giving. We hope you join us next week.